0: Welcome to In the Envelope, an awards podcast. I am your host, Jack Smart, awards editor at Backstage. I'm here to give you a front row seat to the Emmys, Oscars, SAG, and Tony's races. Who is in the running? What makes an award-worthy performance? And what are the secrets to giving one? These intimate, inspirational conversations with some of today's most talented stars provide you, dear listener, the kind of craft and career advice that could win you a statue of your own, and maybe, just maybe, a tantalizing glimpse in the envelope.
1: Challenge yourself. Find the fun in things and the like find the play in all of it because I find those bigger projects that you you have down the line, it's Mm. most times what gets you to book it is your sense of play.
0: So you're on that coast, I'm on this coast, yeah, we are going to make this work, aren't we? It's going to be exciting. It's going—I mean—we're utilizing all the technology available, and Indeed. the listeners should not be able to tell any difference. No, I think it's just basically the same business as usual, is what I'm thinking. Just a bit sunnier. It's a bit sunnier for me, so maybe you know what—I might just be in a better mood for these podcast interviews from yeah. here on out. I wonder. Well, I was in a great mood for today's guest. Ooh, that was what a transition <laughs> to Divine Joy Randolph. Who is the star of Netflix's Dolomite? Is my name, yeah. Which is the Rudy Ray Moore biopic from Craig Brewer, starring Eddie Murphy and Wesley Snipes and Keegan Michael Key and Titus Burgess and Dave Vine, who's a, a Tony-nominated actress. But otherwise, this is—I think this is kind of a big break for her. We like our big breaks, we don't do, we? Yeah, you got a good track record of sniffing out people <laughs> who are going to do well. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, and after today's interview. Yeah, I just think she's totally. If if the movie itself wasn't confirmation that she's a star on the rise or a star already, yeah, this interview certainly is because she's just got charisma for days. This interview completely speaks for itself. Yeah, I did rattle off some very backstagey questions about auditions and roles and stuff at the end, but truly, all all of this was was primo career advice. Devine is someone who didn't necessarily know what she wanted to do, but her success is not an accident. She works really hard. I loved hearing about. Her uh, different process with dialects and with survival jobs. She talks about how survival jobs can be really helpful for auditions and how auditions are the real work. Remember that thing Brian Cranston always said about auditions? Or Brian always what Brian Cranston said to us in yeah. the podcast? This is the nitty gritty of the stuff that everyone wants to know. Yes. People's precisely. origin stories, how they get to where they get to be. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> little tips and tricks <laughs> behind the scenes. Tips and stuff. tricks. And I think for, for us, for the purposes of this podcast, for backstage, we get to look back years from now and say, Oh, we knew her when.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> we little, we called it. Little shared glory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's only the beginning for Divine, so uh, we gotta get to it. This episode is brought to you by Universal Pictures' Queen & Slim, the unflinching new drama about a black man and a black woman on a first date who are forced to go on the run after they shoot a police officer in self-defense. As they drive, these two unlikely fugitives will forge a deep and powerful love that will shape the rest of their lives. Starring Academy Award and SAG Award nominee Daniel Kaluuya as Slim and introducing Jodie Turner-Smith as Queen. For your SAG Award consideration in all categories, including outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture. Star on the rise, Devine Joy Randolph, was nominated for a Tony Award for Ghost the Musical after growing up in Pennsylvania and studying acting at the Yale School of Drama. As the real-life Lady Reed in Netflix's new film Dolomite Is My Name, directed by Craig Brewer, and starring Eddie Murphy as comedian and exploitation visionary Rudy Ray Moore, Devine is having a breakthrough moment, playing an actor having a breakthrough moment. Here she is, the wise and wonderful Divine Joy Randolph. So you're only here for the day because you're going back. Where? Where are you? What are you doing right now? You're filming.
1: Yeah, I'm filming uh, Lee Daniels' Billy Holiday, and we film in Montreal. Um, wow. So yeah, I, I take that six a.m. Oh, wow. Straight on back tomorrow. <laughs> okay, no, but wow. I really wouldn't have it no other way. It's, it's I'm grateful to be a part of both projects.
0: Yeah, because you you've got to come back and keep promoting Dolomite, which just came out. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. It's such a great Thank you such so a great much. Movie. It's so great. I was just talking to Eddie Murphy about the movie. Ooh, how are you (laughs) feeling right now? You're
1: pretty special.
0: Well, I'm not the special, you're the one who, I gotta hear about your audition process, you gotta hear about how you got involved, I wanna know about Lady Reed. Mm. Um, Mm. But first of all, welcome to Backstage's podcast. Did you ever, did you know Backstage? You ever used Backstage for casting notices? Come on, I am a
1: theater-based actress. Of course I knew Backstage, are you kidding? Good. Okay. Of course. <laughs> was it yeah, like, absolutely.
0: A, did you do it during college? Not during Yale, maybe, but at where you were at Temple University? Well, it,
1: yeah. Uh, when you were like looking for like summer mm. job, like summer performance type jobs, yeah. or I, I mean, I did a little because you know, I wanted to keep my agents on their toes. So I was like, uh-huh. I will still look too on my end. <laughs> yeah, you want to know. <laughs> See? That's right. And see what they have going on. Um uh, but yeah, definitely. That uh, was a huge resource for me. That's excellent. What kind of gigs were you going out for? In w- the beginning of my career? Yeah. The um, predominantly era. in the begin uh yeah, theater, predominantly theater. Uh-huh. Uh stuff in Broadway and uh not as much television cuz I did not get into television yeah. until I was Uh, Like, so when we found out that Ghost was closing, I said to my team, I said, Mm. the plan was always to go to Los Angeles, but uh, my agency, Paradigm, uh, signed me in New York, and they said, just stay here till pilot season. And so I signed with them in, like, uh, August, like, late August, booked Ghost Mm. the Musical in September, and so then... Did it in the West End, came back, did it on mm-hmm. Broadway, and we closed, I wanna say, September then of that year. And then so mm-hmm. I said, Okay, well, I'm we're gonna do go back to the original plan. I'm gonna go to Los Angeles. And so I um I said to them, you know, I wanna do a play,
0: mm-hmm. I wanna
1: do a movie, and I wanna do a TV show before All three. I leave. New yeah. York, yep, And so that oh, sweet. first week they were like, yep, we're on it. And I had five auditions and I booked <laughs> three of the five and it was a TV show, a movie and um, a play. It was no Robin Williams' last movie. <gasps> yeah, it was Robin Williams' last movie. It was The Good Wife and huh. it was, um, <clears throat> uh, I did a play at the Atlantic Theater Company, their first, um, not their first, but it was, a, I originated a role Uh uh-huh in what uh rhymes with america with chris bauer Mm. and it was interesting because everyone in that cast was from los angeles so Uh i was around all these la people and that's when i was like i feel like maybe i because we were ending Mm. like new year's day you know and (laughs) at that time that was kind of like right like the new year is like the unspoken like if you're gonna go to LA for pilot season even though pilot season is like all throughout but in way of network like that would be the time Mm -hmm. to go and so uh yeah that's that's when I was like all right I'm going so TV wasn't really a thing no I mean, Good Wife, but I remember as I was filming the Good Wife, mm-hmm. I was leaving to go test for a pilot. So TV gotcha. was all new at that at that moment, right? And none of this was this was all after
0: Yale. Like at, like before mm-hmm. now, it was mostly just theater work, right?
1: My first job was Ghost. My second <laughs> right. job was yes, yeah, super blessed. My first job was Ghost. My second job was robin williams's movie uh angriest man in brooklyn with mila kunis Mm -hmm. and uh melissa leo Mm -hmm. and and um uh peter dink how do you say his last name peter dinklage dinklage yeah yeah. um and and then the good wife i ended with the good wife yeah that was my fourth job and then did a uh Shot a pilot, didn't get picked up, and oh, then after gotcha. that, then I had selfie, and then it, you know right. it just went on from there.
0: Right, and so the I like I love this. You wanted a TV show, a film, and a and a play. You wanted all three.
1: Yeah, because the the blessing in you know New York is a bit of a smaller market. Mm-hmm. So um, I was starting to understand through my auditions, even projects that were being done here, like on the TV film spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the shots were still being called in Los Angeles. Yeah, for sure. You know, and so when I was getting my feedback, you know, and I'd be like, "Well, it's okay, so what happened? What can I work on? Like, why didn't I book it?" And, mm. You know, and then it's, um, "Well, you know, this girl just came in and you know just charmed the pants off of them or whatever." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh no, 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 no!" Then I have to go to the mecca. If, yeah, that's what this, gotcha. if I'm going to do this, like I, I gotta go there. Um, and so yeah, that that kind of was the the transition. Yeah. Wow. For me at that point. Because the, the beautiful thing is when you were in getting nominated for a Tony, everyone kind of got to know me all at once. You know what I mean? So totally certain rooms and, and doors and offices if you will that I that it would be desirable attainable to get in Mm. in a real quick flurry I got in them you know and so then it was really like do you have a project no and if you did then you're picking the girl in LA okay it kind of all things kind of was pointing towards like this is what you have to do and so then yeah so then I came to you're listening
0: yeah you're listening to the to the universe in that case
1: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm
0: well, that's actually great advice. I mean, on this, this podcast, we're all about advice for career you know, actors at every point in their Absolutely. career. Absolutely. And it sounds mm-hmm. like, yeah, the Tony nomination, there's a case to be made for, you gotta strike while the iron is hot,
1: right? Yes, you also have to stay true to yourself and define mm. who you are, not only as a person, but most, not, no, that's not most importantly, but it's equally important for mm-hmm. you to define yourself as a person and as an artist. And so what I, uh, in the last interview, yeah, yeah, the last interview I did, I said to them, listen, every job that I have booked, Mm -hmm. none of them have been ones that I've requested or asked for via seeing on backstage or deadline, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. None of those projects I booked, none of them. Mm -hmm. So that's saying something, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. these things are falling in my lap in in our bigger dreams that i would have ever had the courage to pray for a dream you know and so yeah you when you focus your energy on that Mm. on who you are as a person on who you are as an artist what you want the 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 particulars you know what i mean yeah the specifications of what that role then is Mm will come to you. You'll attract it. You manifest that. Right. You know, continue. so I don't get, right. So I I conduct myself in regards to my artistry through ideology as opposed to mm. um, I, I gotta play this and I gotta play that and this director right. better work with me. And I really, because I've seen it in my life. Hap- that's, that's all that happens in my life. So it's like mm. what you can't, You're on this path, so if you try to deter from it, it will only um, make things more difficult. Mm -hmm. Stop making things more difficult for yourself. Sure, sure. And define your i don't even like the word lane I don't i hate that when people say stay in your lane uh. like what if i want the <laughs> whole highway you know what i mean like what yes. if i want to slide and then i'm a bob and weave into the next lane and i'm gonna be <laughs> that jerk that waits at the last minute to cross all the way over the four lanes yes. to then get off on the exit like it's not even about that but it's more so just of like you know just find things, associate yourself with people and things mm. and yeah. and books and literature that sparks your attention. Sometimes uh, when I, let's for example, say like if I know, okay, I have a couple of press events coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes if I don't feel necessarily like creatively charged in way sure. of like what I want my looks to look like fashion wise, right? i will because i was raised on it i will go and watch old movies Mm. i'll watch some old movie like some fred astaire and ginger you know me where you're giving looks and as i'm watching the movie i'll pause it i'll screenshot it things that inspire me sometimes you have to go back yeah you know yeah you go back yeah. and see because that stuff in many ways was way before their time you go back mm. and you see things you uh, i guess what i'm saying is you got to spark your attention you know spark your curiosity you you would surprise yeah. your own self you know mm. because we we are ever changing and evolving It's the same thing of like you know your palate changes things yeah. that you really were into you know what i mean like I, i'll sit and eat toast and because you're on set right so they always are like what do you want for (laughs) breakfast and i'll like for two weeks i'll be like i want whole wheat toast (laughs) with peanut butter honey and sliced bananas and i will eat that every day and then i'm like they're like so you want that And i'm like ew no like a crazy person like i didn't ask for that for two weeks because it changes you change so it's like you got to change with the changes and Mm -hmm. the only way that you can really do the best that is you is being true to you. When you right. try to do something else, mm. you know what I mean? It just doesn't work. And so, like, if I were to have tried to do, in me not knowing that this was an Eddie Murphy project, right. it was a blessing. Because it, it, if I would have known, I would have tried to uh, contort and and change and mold sure. and be a psychic As to what I think it is Mm. that he wants for me to book. So the blessing was in... It was in... the, not even the naivete, but like the lack of knowledge. That was the same thing that happened sure. to me for Ghost, which was the same thing that happened to me for Yale. I did not know the situation and circumstance that I was in and okay. it ended up working in my benefit because I did not, it, it, it enabled me to have this narrative, right, that we have of that anyone, but especially this internal monologue that an actor has mm. where you go down this slippery slope, you know what I mean? of self-sabotage and, you know what I mean all oh, that yeah. stuff that it was like I all I could do was just bring her to the best of my ability mm-hmm. to the forefront and mm-hmm. if I would have known too much information it would have been
0: a rap I, sure. I would have been a rap sure and it would have been harder to like you said like it's like a it's a foundation you're going in order to have strong roots or to kind of be inspired by the things you know inspire you you got to know who you are first and foremost. And that's what Mm -hmm. then helps in like
1: auditions or in booking jobs. Yeah, and and, and and I'll say this, like, as an actor, live your life. You know what Uh. I mean? I don't care if you're living it on a budget, but like, seriously, live your life. Because there's going to be times when you are working and when you're in it and you're hot or whatever, Mm. where you do not have a life. You know what I mean? Or, or you do not yeah. have, you have time. time for yourself. Yeah. Also, I think you need to live your life so that you can be a better actor because you're having ex- life experiences that you don't even understand that you can take from right. later in life that's going to end up serving you in certain roles that you play. If you just keep it real boring, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. real sheltered and No rigid. work-life balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, then, yeah. Or you can't, or then you're then limited as an artist and what you can portray because at the end of the day, anyone can act is all about illuminating a human experience. Mm. But if you don't have that many experiences, what are you, you know what I'm saying? Like, what Absolutely. are you gonna so like do different things. If you're gonna temp, if you're gonna do, you know what I mean, make your hustle jobs be interesting ones. Sure. Not yeah. only ones that you can tolerate, but like yeah. let it be interesting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like do go work at a museum. You know what I mean? Like, do something different. Don't, I mean, to each his own, but, like, don't just keep it to temp jobs. You know what I mean? Don't don't just keep it to being an Uber driver. Or if it's an Uber driver, really take... Mm -hmm. Now, actually, that's a good idea. Because if you were an Uber driver, (laughs) you just have characters. (laughs) If I was an Uber driver... No, seriously. If I was an Uber driver... I would, after everyone left, wrote down their name <laughs> yes. and wrote down like three impression. or four things oh, about cool. them. Yeah. And then I, you have a, a one person show right there. <laughs> That's beautiful. By yeah. the characters that, are, you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. just be creative, whatever it is, like <laughs> make your money, how you got to make your money, be on your hustle, but like yeah. still challenge yourself, find the fun in things. And the like, find the play in all of it. Because I find mm. those bigger projects that you, you have down the line it's yeah. most times what gets you to book it is your sense of play when your personality really rings out because right. that's when then you're a shoo-in because there's only so much you can teach a totally. lot of times definitely in television You got to be, if it's seven, if it's a breakdown of seven points on a television show, Mm -hmm. you have to be at least five, naturally, Mm -hmm. have five of those seven things for free and in your back pocket. Otherwise, you're not going to book it. It doesn't matter if you're talented or not. It's just the TV is fast and it moves in a way. And half the time, honestly, after like... Halfway through the first season, the writers are then starting to come on set and observe you. They're stealing uh-huh. your stuff. They are. <laughs> yes, they're they're writing to the they actor. Are. Yeah, totally. They're observing your behaviors, yeah. little colloquialisms you mm-hmm. say, little things you do with your body. And they start saying, and you be like, wait, this sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So sure. it's like, it's a full, to be an actor, it's a full experience. Experience, full body experience. And so when you're unemployed, you can't take none of that stuff for granted. You know what I mean? Don't don't sit there being like, oh well, it's over or just hounding your age. I mean, be on your agents. I'm all about it. Stay (laughs) on top of them. But at the same time, like really for real, live your life. Really live your life. Because it's gonna end up not only does it serve you, and again back to that. Do for you as well as do for you as an artist, but mm-hmm. it's going to afford you opportunities, and then it's like joyful, you know what I mean? Because then you get that role, and you be like, "Yo, that is a trip. I'm playing a cab driver," you know what I mean, or whatever, or, you <laughs> right. know what I mean? Then it's like, or that's crazy. I now they're asking me in this callback. To on the spot, you know, improv and play this woman who's right. exactly like that lady who I drove. People don't need to know sure, that. Sure, sure. No, but absolutely. that's your gift that you're then given. Yeah. And that's most times when you then book it because it's spot on. Yeah. It's that creative fuel. And when you're not working, you, can, you, you can refuel kind of. My teacher once said to me, when you are auditioning, that's the work. When you book, mm-hmm. that's the vacation. <laughs> cool. Really? If you think about it, if, really, if you really think about it, yep, yeah. Ron Van Loo, head of the Yale acting department, mm-hmm. guru, acting genius. Mm-hmm. When you are auditioning, that's the work. Yeah. And it definitely was the case for this show. It was several callbacks that was work. So that when I then oh, yeah. came to the set, then that's when I was like, okay, I got a pretty strong grasp and felt confident to oh, yeah. then be in the room amongst this heavy hitters and be like, oh no, I belong. I d- I did my work. Good, you know what okay. I mean. So then you yeah. play. Yeah. You then play and can and I think what people are seeing in regards to our relationship and our bond on screen Mm. it was ultimately a trust Uh we trusted each other and that eddie came to me like on some real stuff and was like you know i'm very passionate about this this really matters Mm. to me and i want to take this to another level it's Mm -hmm. not going to just be a ha ha you right you know what I mean it, we we're going to take this to another level and i want to go there and you're a trained actor, so let's do this and i yeah. said say no more That's you know what i mean let's through. yeah yeah let's let's dig into it but that takes a level of vulnerability courage mm-hmm. and ultimately trust yeah and i love this idea of like it's
0: almost like you relax once you're on set you've done a lot of the preparation through the audition in yeah. this
1: case it was a rigorous audition process right yeah and i and i told myself i said the night before, I said, "You got two hours mm. to geek out over this man, and then it's over." <laughs> you gave yourself a time. I, yeah, yeah, two hours. Uh-huh. I said because what you have to do, you cannot. You have to be in this with him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, like yeah. you cannot get caught up on the. This is an amazing opportunity. You're meant to be here. Let's get mm-hmm. to the work. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 so yeah, that that had a lot to do with it but that's right it was you know some people might look at it like "Dag, you had to do all those auditions but it's like no that's the <laughs> blessing because the foundation was already there right exactly now it's already at a certain level now we get to take it to a whole nother level and dig even deeper that's right yep you know because otherwise it could have still been good but it would have been, you know what I mean? A certain level of sure. surface. Now we were able to, which is so important to me, demonstrate and exemplify complex, multi layered characters. And mm-hmm. mm-hmm. really I mean? listening to depth. each other. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Universal Pictures' Us, starring Academy Award and SAG Award winner Lupita Nyong'o in an acclaimed dual performance as a woman who must defend her family against a terrifying and mysterious opponent, doppelgangers of themselves. For your SAG Award consideration in all categories, including outstanding performance by a female actor in a leading role, Lupita Nyong'o, and outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture, I want to hear about the whole, how you booked this role, because you didn't know Eddie Murphy was involved at first. Did you know who Lady mm-hmm. Reed was?
1: No. Mm-mm. I didn't know, I didn't find out about Letty, Eddie until the final callback. Right. I want to say maybe it was like mm, four, four or five auditions, okay. callbacks maybe. Yeah. Um, But I, I think I was one of the latter people to be, cast i remember i just remember it wasn't that it was definitely not more than a month after i Hmm. got cast i think i got cast no i think i because my birthday is may 21st i think my last my last audition my final callback was may 22nd yeah because i was like no birthday party for me (laughs) happy birthday this is cool (laughs) yeah exactly and so um and then we started in june yeah so it was sheesh it was, yeah, it was real quick. It was really quick. Maybe like two, three weeks afterwards. Um, but yeah, huh. no, when I got the audition and the email, it was untitled, un, you know, no script, just the sides. I looked up Lady Reed. I didn't know about Lady Reed. Mm-hmm. Me and my dad had a conversation. And he was like, oh, my gosh. Let oh, me he tell knew. you everything. Yeah, cool. Yeah, about five minutes. And I was like, "Dad, why didn't you tell me? He was like, I raised daughters. Like, what do I look like? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Being like, and Dolomite was a, yeah. you know. And so uh, I that, was like, wow, that's crazy. And so I watched all of his movies, all of their movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then she has there's nothing on her there's no um there's not information out there i looked no <laughs> no 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 no. we have a dramaturgy department uh-huh. they're like little detectives and historians you know what i mean that you have when you do a play and stuff like that like yeah. i got my people on yeah it. like my little <laughs> detectives my little fbi agents i love a good of history dramaturg. yeah good yeah nothing nothing and she's Nothing. a movie star, it, yeah, yeah, it's tragic, it's tragic, it really upsets Shit. me, and further gives me the drive to mm-hmm. tell what other you know what I mean unsunk heroes do we not know uh, absolutely. their stories yeah. about, but um her party albums was my okay. greatest resource mm-hmm. um, and listening to her voice, uh, I really like dialects in general, oh, sweet. and that helps me get into the essence of them and so for my final callback they said they wanted me to memorize two minutes of her party album and so i um i got an airbnb you know sometimes when you have a lot of work to do and you can't do it in your own space because you'll be distracted (laughs) yes yes (laughs) i said i'm gonna get an airbnb I'm just gonna make sure it has like surround sound, uh-huh. um, and uh, a pool. Oh, okay. And <laughs> this is in LA. Yeah, you know, work and play. Right. Exactly. Good. Not even play, but like, so I wouldn't go crazy and then be like, okay, take a pool break. Now I'll you go gotta pace yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but the biggest thing was uh, surround sound, and so mm-hmm. I to really hear her voice. My, yeah i connected with my dialect coach Mm -hmm. um beth mcguire and she did the dialects for black panther oh and um yeah and um that was cool to like go back to the basics Mm -hmm. with her and work with her on this um and we knocked it out and then i just submerged myself in it literally that i had it on surround sound and was just playing and playing Mm. and And the more I listened to it, not only was the thing she sang um, very uh, revelatory, you know what I mean? Because she was basically Mm. in an age in which women were very Mm -hmm. oppressed or objectified and saw as sexual Mm -hmm. objects. She was able to, uh, she was basically instructing women on how to be independent and how to get what you need and what you want um, and not to apologize. How to take control over yourself and not let a man control you. What to do in the bedroom. Like, almost Amazing. like an auntie giving you a guy. Got- yeah, like, when you get over the fact of, like, okay, I get it. It's cursing. and When you really yeah. listen and hear, you're like, yo, this is crazy. This lady is, a, you know what I mean, before her time. And so before her it time. Was, yeah. Yeah, so it was like she was really talking to me. I mean, I probably seemed crazy, but it was like, you know. Talking to I, we you, were, yeah. Yeah, as well as like, you know, hearing different things in her voice where it was like, oh, she really meant that or like, Mm. oh, she's trying to be cute and sassy with like just really decoding her in a way where I got to understand on a deeper level Mm -hmm. the essence of her. So between that and the movies. Um, even though she's acting, but due to her being a very young actor in the game, a lot of herself mm. showed through probably more than she realized. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, wow, ooh. yeah. And so uh, I don't know if you noticed, but we do a scene from the actual movie where I'm in a red suit. And if you go back and watch the actual movie, she's uh-huh. by her being a young actor, And wanting to do well and making sure that she said her line at the right time, I came to understand oh, she memorized the whole script. (gasps) Oh, wow.
0: Including the other
1: actors' lines. Okay. And she (laughs) would mouth their lines. Mm -hmm. uh, She thought discreetly. And we know actors like that um, to make sure that she came in on her pickup. And so I was like, I have to, I I would be doing this woman a a disadvantage if I Mm -hmm. didn't show that, you know, but it just showed like her hunger and her eagerness to Mm -hmm. do a good job. Like this mattered to her. And, you know, similarly, like we both didn't seek out acting, but it came to us and we ran with it. You know what I mean? And like. She's really was whatever she touched. She really gave it her all, and that's just so inspiring, you know. Of yeah. someone who, it don't matter where you come from, your background, do do what you love. You know what I mean? Sure. And sometimes you might you're gonna find out what you love along the way. Mm-hmm. So it's like you got you can't hold on so tightly.
0: Yeah, that's that's beautiful. Especially, I really do think that she's. Ahead of her time in the same way that Rudy Ray Moore is. Like they, Mm -hmm. not ahead of the time, but also maybe more accurately, like outside of the mainstream, so far outside the mainstream that nobody like, Understands where they're coming from or understands yeah. what they have to offer. One
1: of Rudy's best friends is an openly gay man and it is never uh-huh. commented upon to be made fun of or. Right. It's just a, one of the guys in this super like mm-hmm. man group mm-hmm. is like. In the 70s. You know what I mean? Or you have a. Uh, uh, a curvy black woman mm-hmm. be the ingenue and your leading lady we still can't figure that you know what i mean like we're still struggling with trying to figure out is it okay 100%. if they're over a size six or ten can we put her as the leading girl is that all right will people right. find that attractive will is people that sexy come see the i don't movie. know right exactly yeah
0: exactly mm-hmm. yeah. we're still working on that <laughs> yeah yeah <Ooh. laughs> Are you you taking this upon yourself? You're still you're working on this. You're paving the ways. Well, and you're I hope so can, what can you
1: tell me about this Billy Holiday movie? What are you what are you doing in it? Um, I play her best friend, Rosalind, who is a real person. OK, so I'm doing two biopics back to back. Yes. is super fun. <laughs> And now to go into the forties and fifties. Mm, cool. Um, it's a span, it's uh the last basically the last ten years of her life. Okay. Um, and it's called the United States versus Billy Holiday. And just more Ooh. so focusing on a very specific um section of her life and how the feds basically uh were uh just how they were deeply involved in these artists' lives oh, and wow. trying to you know whether it was a threat of her being a woke black woman, mm. you know what i mean oh, yeah. or or that she was sexually fluid i don 't know what it was they felt as though it was They're a threat Two threats, and yeah, yeah. um they the measures that they took to to take her down i don 't think many people uh know about that and mm. so um it kind of focuses yeah it's focused on the last 10 years of her life when i play her best friend uh who's also her pseudo manager mm-hmm. and um her her hairdresser mm. yeah and andra day is is mm-hmm. killing it yeah cool killing it never acted in a day in her life oh, wow and is killing it She's really giving it her all. It's really a true true pleasure uh working awesome. with her. She's she's really doing her thing. That's awesome. And your
0: your real life character was this another case of uh not a lot of information
1: out there about her or were there more clues? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Um I this I had just finished up with another project and came on to this one. Um mm. so I didn't have as much time to do full blown a full history. Airbnb yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> this is another project where I booked it and then I was leaving and like once we sealed the deal I was leaving in uh a week or two sure or I, I wasn't really yeah i wasn't it was it was quick Yeah. um but i do know i saw a photo of her there's a photo and two you know it's like a hairdress. you know what i mean like it wasn't cool so yeah. you know and it's a woman too so i'm i'm sure she's a person that they the world would see as like a secondary or tertiary character where they would just be mm-hmm. like Meh. You Know she's a woman who cares? She just right? did her hair, but mm. she and she um was blind in one eye, so I rock a oh, eye patch. No way, it, oh my god, it, I can't it wait is see tricky. This. Oh my god, it is. Yeah, I don't know if I was supposed to say that, but we'll see, I'll find out if I was supposed <laughs> can, to reveal that. But but I mean, the real later. woman did, so I guess if you knew of her, <laughs> you sure, but uh, yeah, that's that is hard because. Yeah, uh, it throws all you would think like it's fine i just close you know what i mean we close one eye all the time it's no big uh-uh <laughs> you start getting headaches oh wow And the because you're i guess you're overworking the other eye but what's so crazy mm. is the eye that hurts is the one that's covered what do you really? think be the eye that you're working <laughs> yeah so the other eyeball you get those like horrible eyeball headaches oh my and gosh and then and then we have a scene where we're playing baseball and so i'm up to bat we're playing baseball i cannot (laughs) mind you i am an athlete i played sports all throughout high school and middle school Uh i could not hit the ball and they're just cracking up (laughs) because your death perception is completely off totally even with one eye and then i'm in hills and a tight dress you know what i mean so you're like oh boy could someone please walk me to my places (laughs) <laughs> yeah, with Lee Daniels. Yeah, wow. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I cannot
0: wait to see that. That's this is all I need to know is that Daveine Joy Randolph is in an eye patch for this movie. <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> I'm sold. Okay, thank you so much for all of this. I have to ask you, can I ask you some mm-hmm. like some silly backstagey actorly questions that we like to ask sure. everyone? um the first one is like how did you get your big break but i can i ask you about ghost because you have a crazy story about sure. how you were originally cast as an understudy in that show i i thought
1: i was oh that's what my reps told me okay i think they did i was nannying i loved my nanny job i was gotcha. nannying for a six-year-old and an eight-year-old uh-huh. in upper west side i was an afternoon nanny so all i had to do was pick them up from school so my job didn't start until like one o'clock Okay. I loved my job. I think my reps got a an- it was like, well, this isn't really convenient in ways of like oh. getting you seen. <laughs> I thought it was great cuz I was like, that's 9 to 11. You got time? Yeah. And so it was all prefaced to me like, so this is what a swing is and it allows you to like get money for it. Like oh. it, they were telling me like, this is a logical thing to do so that you can get paid and still be open to other stuff and we can audition you. And like, you know, gotcha. it's temporary ish where, you know, at a certain point you could end, you know, like of ensemble, you can, you don't have to renew after mm-hmm. you know the certain point. And so I said, y'all, I really don't want to do a musical. Like I don't. Oh, okay. I don't want to sing. And um, they were like, no, 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 it'll be great. It'll be great. Because I was a classically, or I say was, I am a classically trained (laughs) opera singer. Yes. And I got kicked out of opera school. So I was a bit scorned with that. And I was like, (laughs) I don't want to sing. Like, I want to leave that alone. Yes. And so that's why I was like, uh, to clarify, I don't want to do musicals. But I also wasn't that like, oh my God, I'd sing the lyrics of Rent in the car, like in the minivan (laughs) as we go to... (laughs) Phil hockey practice i I didn't know it you know what i mean so i didn't grow up as like a performing artsy kid i expressed myself through art you know what i mean like i was always singing or humming something but or or, you Mm -hmm. know creating something or drawing or I, i was a creative person but i never grew up being like this is what i'm gonna do this is what i want yeah and so yeah i auditioned And uh, it was with Tara Rubin and Tara Rubin has done Mm -hmm. or does or did, I'm not sure, Mm -hmm. casting with Yale rep in particular. So we had knew of each other. And um, I was told that there was already a current production that had been workshopped Mm -hmm. extensively in Manchester, um, England, Mm -hmm. and then was having a bit of a run. Um, well, it was having a full run in West End, but that the mm-hmm. leads, the three leads, Molly, Sam, and Oda May, were going to come to the states, you know? Right, right. But equity has this rule that, you know, I call like the transatlantic exchange. If you take someone from... Uh, the West End, you have to also take someone. If you take someone from the West End to go to Broadway, someone from Broadway has to go to the West End. Oh, I didn't has to I be an even exchange. Okay. So I didn't know any of this stuff. So I was like, yeah. oh, okay, I'm going to do this understudy thing, whatever. So when I go in, Lilius White is coming oh. out. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. What are we doing? What am I doing here? Oh, my gosh. Stop. Yeah. And she was like, have fun, baby. And I was like, <laughs> okay
0: thank okay, you so Lilius. much
1: Lilius I love you <laughs> do you know what I mean and so, I
0: do oh my god um, I was like okay cool
1: cool cool so maybe it's that and other so, thing like
0: you were saying about your other auditions or you didn't know the extent of how big a deal it was and then that helps you maybe
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I, yeah I didn't the know naivete. I just was like I know, you no, know, it for me, I was just like, I'm just a, a big fan of that woman and her and her yeah. talent. Yeah. But I again, it, it was too late for me to be like, oh, is this like a big deal? Yeah. But again, and, and it, even then it. it didn't register like, hmm, are they lying to me? Cause why would she be a swing? Like <laughs> uh, no way. Okay, gotcha. And so uh <laughs> yeah, I went in there, director never looked at me, oh. head down, oh, boy. like he was asleep, did the whole chunk of material Mm -hmm. guy never looked up tara was like okay well thank you so much and like escorted me out and she was like you did a really good job and i was like tara the man didn't even look up so i doubt that that's the case please stop (laughs) and uh yeah then two days later my reps told me that i got the part but i thought i booked the understudy and so then later in the week they were like okay do you know you booked it booked it and i was like (laughs) yeah yeah they're like, no, you like, you got like the part, you're doing it. You are her. Not the, that lady's yeah. not coming. <laughs> and then maybe like two months later, like if Thanksgiving's on Thursday, that Monday, I was working on oh. a workshop for David. Foster was doing a new musical, Betty Boop the Musical. Okay. And we were workshopping it. And I got this call from my reps, and they were like, Do you have your passport? <gasps> and I was like, I think so. And I, but it's funny because I had auditioned for this Nestle's commercial that was Uh-oh. going to shoot in Uzbekistan, <laughs> what? and it was going to be like a chocolate fairy, right? And so I was like, "Yes, I." This shows you how not basic, but like where my brain was thinking. <laughs> I was like, "Yes, I booked a national Nestle's commercial," uh-huh. and they were like, "No, no, no." The woman got hurt, uh-huh. and they want you to come and take over the role. And the West we End. had had no rehearsals prior yeah. i had just booked it i booked it and they said keep it a secret and then we weren't going to start oh. until january of the new year so i hadn't heard right. from those people nothing what's oh, crazy no. about that is is that in the west end they have three understudies per oh. main role so oh. imagine you fly in from new york and land and be like hey guys i'm gonna do the part and there's three understudies <laughs> they're like- so they're like uh, None of us got it. Oh boy, the, this girl and <laughs> this I. This American, yeah, yeah. And so I uh watched. I didn't watch it. I'm lying. So I landed on Sunday. They had me at the show. I was knocked out cold, super jet lagged because I was getting off book on my flight because I was freaking out. How am I going to do this? That's insane. I had my first rehearsal on Monday at the end of my rehearsal. The director who was asleep was like, absolutely fabulous, darling. So uh, this is what we're going to do. You're going to have a rehearsal, a dress (laughs) rehearsal on Thursday, and then you're going to go on on Friday. Fantastic. You feel good. So literally... I rehearsed that role for four days to have a dress rehearsal on Thursday to then go up on a Friday within that week that I was there. Such a thing, that's so. Yeah, that's what people say, and I feel like that's my life. That's the normal. (laughs) <laughs> I get the, that's crazy, because that never happens. Well, it happened to me, well, so it, it I guess it does happen. I guess it does. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's crazy. so crazy. Crazy.
0: Um, this is another question we like to ask. What is one performance that every actor should see, and why? It can be a favorite. It can be TV, film, anything what? formative for you.
1: I think... Um... Marianne Cotillard and... Uh, oh. E, uh, As, um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That cool. that
1: was pretty... That was pretty life-changing. Or Amélie, mm. Amélie Poussin. Uh, 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 Funny enough, two French ones, but like... Gotcha, gotcha. Because sometimes they just take it slower, you know? So Ooh. you really see all the nuances I find, I Hmm. think that all actors should study and observe um, Hmm. foreign film. That's a fantastic answer. Because they all have their different styles. But what is, it's like when you go, if you live in a city and you go to South for the weekend or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you notice like, oh, they move slow. Things are more deliberate. There's a different way about it. Yeah, I find that with. Foreign films, you—it's—it's it's a great scene study because mm. you know sometimes Americans we try to do all the flashy lights and the flat, yeah. you know what I mean, and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. almost you know you want when you watch movies and it's predictable. You're like, and then he's gonna say, and then he says <laughs> it, you know what I mean? And totally. then he's gonna run away and then be like, no, Monica, and then come back, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's that is not in foreign film, no, nowhere right. to be found, right? And I don't right. even think it's because we're like trying to read the subtitles and catch up. <laughs> I just think that they perform in a way that is just very hmm. grounded and nuanced. Yeah, cool. And it's just it's solid. That's great. That's great advice.
0: Yeah. Um, what mm-hmm. is that you mentioned? The director with his head on the table. But we like to ask, what is your worst audition horror story? By the way, I asked Eddie Murphy this question. And he was like, I've done one audition in my entire life. Yeah. For Saturday one Night audition life.
1: in his whole <laughs> life. Which, who can say that? That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, horror audition? I guess that one with ghosts. That sounds pretty uh, bad. Because it was like, the man didn't look at me. But then you know he me? liked I just, you. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. <And> I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't really read it. Um, yeah. Besides that... Uh, for me, I either know if I booked it or or if I didn't. It's it's mm. there's no mm-hmm. in between. I mm-hmm. know one way or the other. Um yeah, yeah. So I and I do my work so I, I don't have a torturous audition process. I mm-hmm. when I because I know I did the work, you know what I mean? So I'm able to let go of it when I'm done because it's like, you know, well, either they want me or they're not, but I know it's not because of my talent. You know what I mean? It's a personal thing, but it's not you're because not of my talent because I know I did my work. Yeah. Yeah, and I know and I know that I did my job. Now, yeah. if it was it was your opportunity to ask for it to be done in different ways and whether I delivered that or not, yeah, is that that's on you. But I know I did mm-hmm. my job. And that's not to be cocky, but like no, yeah. I think a lot of actors really, really beat themselves up and torture themselves mm-hmm. in this audition process. And you have to love auditioning. Otherwise, why do it? Like but I said, think when you've work. done the work yeah. That goes out the window. Right. Yeah. You got to just be in the room.
0: Uh, what's one piece of advice you would give your younger self? Last question. Relax. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Just relax. Just to relax.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's great advice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just relax yeah. and enjoy and uh don't 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 hold on so tightly like for me it's in a mm. sense of like it's gonna work out i didn't see i didn't really trip because i didn't know what i wanted to be when i grew up you know what i mean like i could have been right. a chef i could have been a lawyer i could have been a social worker it doesn't matter so for me it was kind of like just just chill yeah and, or not even just chill because i was chill but in a sense of like good job that's why I would tell myself yeah. like, Take "Good a job, moment. it worked out. You yeah. didn't, you know what I mean? Like, thank God I didn't have like super tense stage parents, but like, mm. it worked out. Good job."
0: Yeah, so, just taking that yeah. moment of like appreciation more often. Yeah,
1: that it happened. You didn't even yeah. know you wanted it to happen, but it happened.
0: Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you, Divine. This is awesome.
1: Okay, thank you, I appreciate it.
0: This is so great, Backstage loves you. Um, do you have thank any you. any parting
1: words of wisdom? Any parting words? Um, to believe in yourself mm. and not to give up because there's a reason why you wake up every morning thinking about it. It's because it's what you're supposed to do. So you just have to continue to stay persistent and Mm. be your biggest advocate Mm -hmm. and just trust that it's gonna come to you cause it will come to you. It just may not be when you want it, Mm. but it's gonna be when it's supposed to happen. Mm. Beautiful. Stunning. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Way to wrap things up. (laughs) In the Envelope, an awards podcast is recorded at Lotus Productions and Hyperbolic Audio in New York City and Soundbox LA, Mark Gross Studios, and Buzzies in Los Angeles. Thanks, as always, to podcast producer extraordinaire Jamie Muffet and to the team at Backstage, Samantha Sherlock, Mark Stinson, Caitlin Watkins, and, of course, Casey Howe.